Just remember, license never replaced eye, ear, and brain. Welcome to Karate Kid Minute, a podcast where we discuss the original 1984 classic, The Karate Kid, one scary minute at a time. I'm Robin. I'm Matt. And we have two special guests here today. One of them is a great guy who is alleged to be a listener to most of all the movies by minute shows and is always great with sending us feedback as we've gone through the movie. Welcome to the show, listener Jeff. Hello. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. Is that your legal name? Yes, his his surname is Jeff. No, li- That's Mr. Jeff, Jeff to you. Li- listener Jeff. <laughs> I'm list- yeah, on the movies by minute community, sure. <laughs> Our second guest is an awesome friend of mine, released 10 years. Uh, we host the podcast Round 3 and the upcoming Superman and Lois TV Talk. He also co-hosts the podcast with Brian Austin Green and has laughed at me while I white-knuckled it during the Radiator Springs Racers ride at Disney's California Adventure. Welcome to the show, Derek Russell. That was the most specific intro ever. <laughs> but thank you for having me. I'm very excited to do this. Ah, uh, very excited to have you here. This is actually minute 100 of the Karate Kid, which means Woo. this is our 100th episode. <laughs> well, now I know why you've got me on. I appreciate you. We don't. We're not counting. We're not counting the intro episode. Oh. <laughs> I was. I was told I would get minute. I would get 100, not 101. <laughs> I mean, I have that too. But come this back school, last week. This school sucks. This is bull. <laughs> <laughs> Well, of course, we've also done the uh, bonus apps for Cobra Kai. We had our interview. So, yeah, we, we've so done more than 100 you, episodes. You're you way off. You don't know how to count is what you're saying. I'm just saying this is the 100th minute of the Karate Kid. That's that not what we, you said the first time. Not what you said. All right. Well, go back, edit. Uh, Robin, <laughs> please make me sound right. Can we overthrow the podcast? Can we run it now? Are we oh, in charge? <laughs> anyway, uh, this is minute 100 of the Karate Kid. It begins with gift number two and ends with one more lesson in balance. Okay, so we left off last week on Daniel's 16th birthday party. He's gotten a new karate gi with the Miyagi family crest on the back. And now for gift number two, Miyagi has asked him to choose between his four cars. Uh, I will go to Derek first. Which car would you choose? All of them. <laughs> that is not an option. Oh, I, I want the truck. <laughs> uh, you know, th- this is a thing that happened last week. Uh, wh- one of us went for the truck, I believe, and yeah. that wasn't an option. You can't take Miyagi's truck. That's his wheels. That's the one he drives. You, you're, re- you're renumbering episodes. You're not giving me what <laughs> what, what, what's going on. here. The four cars that are presented to Daniel as choices. <laughs> Daniel made the right choice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like the, uh, the one at the end's pretty good. The, I'm trying to get a good view of it in minutes we have. Yeah, the green, the, green and white one at the very end. Yeah, it's a Nash Metropolitan. It's a it's a it's a teeny car. Yeah. Um. Yeah, like, we were like in the, like uh, the black one. Yeah, the Cadillac next to the next to the Super Deluxe. But I like the yellow car. I, I don't know. These these fifties cars are cool. Very cool. I just feel like. I would be very intimidated. Like, it really seems like he's just sitting inside this giant tank of a car. <laughs> and so I'd probably be like, ooh, this is, this is a lot. <laughs> and, he's, and he's tiny, tiny little Daniel. He has yeah. to, like, I mean, we'll get to it. <laughs> How so, like, would Miyagi drive this thing? You know? <laughs> uh, do, should I take the wooden blocks off these uh, not, this gas not, and brake? Not very well, to quote Miyagi. <laughs> so I, I watched the whole movie the other day, which I haven't, done uh in a while i've been i've been watching 
uh, along with the podcast. Um, yeah. I watched it with my girlfriend, who's never seen it. She didn't care for it too much, but but um, well, she hated the car. The she hated the car. She's like, oh, I man. hate those those cars like that. How old is she? This is my age. Which is? Uh, mid thirties, thirty six. Okay, eh, I don't know. I expected her to be younger with those takes. <laughs> Uh, she's got a young soul, apparently. <laughs> but hey, you know, not everybody, you know, tastes are subjective. Uh, <laughs> Everyone is entitled to my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Daniel slides into the uh, yellow banana boat, phrasing. Uh, it, it's actually what Sam calls it on uh, Cobra Kai. And, uh, spoilers. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> There's no spoilers on those cards. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So he says, what a gift. And Miyagi smiles and he watches Daniel getting comfortable behind the wheel. Um, so uh, my next question for everybody, uh, as I like to, you know, we are talking about one minute of film and we like to stretch it out as long as possible. Uh, so uh, let's go to Jeff first. What was your first car? Oh, I, I kind of figured this would come up. <laughs> oh, OK. Um, well, my first car that I bought um was not until I was in, out of college, actually, a Honda. But uh, I mostly, in high school, I drove around my, my dad's old uh, Jeep Grand Cherokee. Nice. 2000. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's what I got to drive, like, to high school. Although, bef- well, I guess it wasn't my, that was the first one that really counts. I drove my mom's <laughs> car a little sometimes. She had a Subaru, uh, like, station wagon. That's, nice. Yeah. <laughs> so my, <laughs> my, first, my first actual car, though, was a Honda Civic that I owned myself you are very unique not many people own honda civics so <laughs> well now i'm on a, a accord so <laughs> what, oh, cool. <laughs> I'm a honda what does that mean robin <laughs> they usually steal them like they don't own them <laughs> yeah, what you, isn't the civic what like one mean? of the most popular cars yeah like, he was being a sarcastic that, that was a joke, that was oh, a stupid okay. joke. <laughs> thank you for giving me a civics lesson Derek. what uh, was your first car <laughs> i you you need to take that joke back. Never. <laughs> uh, my first car was a 1996 Mitsubishi Mirage. Ooh. Um, was it hard to see? It was. Stop. It, <laughs> you're fired again. It was. Um, and when I say mint green, I mean like toothpaste mint green. It was the Ooh. ugliest thing. You could see me coming a mile away. I mean, it. <laughs> shown in the sun it, it was terrible uh <laughs> i drove it for about a year and a half before the before it threw a rod and and died and 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 it that committed suicide i mean it put itself out of, out of misery it did it, <laughs> it, it was it was tired of itself so i got I was, this <laughs> yeah. so uh yeah that was my that was my first and most memorable vehicle of all time oh god uh uh matt uh mine was a. Uh... Hyundai Accent, a 2008, that I inherited from my brother. Ooh, nice. my, li- my little brother. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I had a, I had like a, I don't even know what the heck it was, like a Chevy something that was like sitting in a driveway for like two years. Somebody like gave it to me for free and was like, as soon as you get your license, you can, you can have this car. <laughs> it doesn't start. And I think it like needed a motor, just a motor. Oh, that's all. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I was like, Free car, awesome! Listen, and, uh, the, the key fob needs an extra battery. Also, a motor. <laughs> you got a free car shell. 
<laughs> yes, pretty much. You got seats. <laughs> it was like it was it was like a Chevy something. I don't know. Um, but you know, it's not very memorable. It sat in my friend's driveway for like two years and finally had to get it towed away. <laughs> And, uh, but the actual car that I owned was a 87 Buick Century. Oh. Uh, so it was, uh, it was sure. um, light blue and uh, got all the chicks. <laughs> you were really uh, picking up. And then, now, when you started driving, though, those cars that Miyagi had were new. So, yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, they actually they didn't start handing out licenses for real until I was like 32. So, that used that was like the whole, the whole government thing. Anyway, I'm old. Um, speaking of first cars, though, like sh- getting back to the movie, should Daniel be trusted with this classic as a first car? <laughs> I'd be very nervous. I'm like, please trade it good. <laughs> I mean, he's not going to hurt that car. He's going to hurt everyone else. Well, all the other cars. Yeah, uh, can't even take care of his bike. Do you really want to? You really want to give? Oh him? man, I hate this car. I hate this car. <laughs> you just see him pick it up, throwing it in the dumpster. <laughs> Daniel, what are you doing? Your bike. Why would you throw your bike away? I would love it if the next scene was like Daniel running Johnny and his crew off the road. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love. Can we? I hate to even jump ahead, but since we are talking about the car, I love that his first action with the car is. Yeah, here, Allie, you drive. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm a little nervous with this car, but uh, you're an experienced driver, so yeah, you know, maybe he felt a little. <laughs> it's like I can't, I can't deal with the pressure of driving this. You've been driving for a while. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Get out and push. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Daniel reaches down to the ignition and finds uh, Miyagi's dog tags hanging from the key. Um, and I. Th- Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, oh, go ahead, please. I was just gonna say this is something that never comes up again, is it? Is d- that he has his dog tags. I thought it was odd that he never even said, "Hey, y- you want these?" <laughs> yeah. Well, obviously he doesn't, or well, maybe he does. Yeah, because Miyagi didn't know which one he was gonna choose. But yeah, well, I was gonna ask about that. Are there are there keys in the ignition of every car? Do they all have copies of his dog tags? <laughs> yeah. No, they have different things. One this has, a one has my subway card. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure he just he knew Daniel was gonna choose that one. Daniel's probably been eyeing it. Well this the prop guy, the prop, guy definitely, the prop guy definitely knew Daniel was gonna pick that one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they, like these dog tags, they never come back in Cobra Kai or anything, do they? I don't remember. Or any other movies? I honestly don't remember. Um, I know we, he, I've been rewatching season one and I know when he's or season two and I know when he's under the car working on it and gets it cranked and tells his daughter to go get Robbie that they're going to go for a ride. There's no mention of the keys or no shot of the keys or anything like that. So hmm. we need Miyagi, a karate kid story. To explain <laughs> his dog. They were always there. He always had them in his car. Uh, well, I mean, uh, according to the script, uh, it says that uh, Miyagi knew that he'd pick this car. That's why he p- attached his dog tags to the keys and left them in, in the ignition because he knew that Daniel would pick the, this this particular one. Yeah, he probably caught Daniel like hugging the car between <laughs> between uh, wax ons and wax offs. Well, and now I'm sitting here trying to think. I'm more familiar with the second film than I am the first. I don't know mm-hmm. why. I, I think just, I was born in 85, and for whatever reason, we had a VHS copy of 
two. I've seen one a million times. I just two was always more familiar to me. But even when he give in the second one, when he gives Miyagi the the get, you know, he makes him that frame with um, the Medal of Honor, Medal of Honor, and all that. I don't think they're in that frame either. No, I think they. I, I just assume they stay on his uh, his keychain. Yeah, these are these are mine now. Well, weren't they weren't they in the box earlier? Yes, that's that. That was the other thing that they the last time we saw them, they were, they were in the memory box. So, and uh, th- this is the memory box that, uh, you know, Miyagi was passed out while Daniel was going through. So he didn't really have any idea that Daniel knew about these dog tags or anything. So that's why I think it's strange that Daniel doesn't even go, "Hey, hey, the, these are in here. Do you do you want these?" Uh, I, I I just wonder why give him the dog tags? Like why give him his dog tags? I don't know. I guess. Or is it a tradition to give the, your dog tags to somebody special? <laughs> uh, well, I will say that uh, my father uh, passed away like nearly 20 years ago uh, at this point. Uh, and uh, I actually carry one of my dad's dog tags on my keychain ever since. And it, like almost like as a way to remember him. And it's not until I was taking notes on this minute that I realized I was like, did I do that because of Karate Kid? <laughs> <laughs> it just made sense. I don't know. It was a way to remember him. <laughs> Maybe he just needed a chain for the key. Yeah, something as simple as that. But like, I don't know. Which so it's not the key. The dog tags aren't on the key. The key is on the dog tags. Right. What if it was like on a bottle opener or something? <laughs> I, don't know. Uh, I I also thought morbidly that the thing that dog tags are actually used for is identifying bodies. So maybe well, Miyagi hard. was like. Here you go. Just that way I'll know. Oh, so you mean if he looks at them close, they're going to say Daniel on? <laughs> Actually, no. Uh, if you look at the HD edition, uh, the dog tags reveal his full name to be, wait for it, Hideo Miyagi. No, that's wrong. <laughs> Hideo Miyagi. No, it's right because the first movie, it's the original movie, there's nothing before this. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if uh, uh, our guests know anything about the name controversy. Controversy, I can speak uh, with Miyagi. <laughs> um, but he has different names in pretty much every property. I I, I looked it up. Uh, the original, I didn't. I didn't actually know about. There was it was different in the original. Uh, the original here, Hideo Miyagi, um, in Karate Kid Two, uh, it's they say his name is Nariyoshi. Miyagi and Nariyoshi is the name that they attribute to him in Cobra Kai. So it's almost like, okay. Yeah. I was going to say that one uh, sounds familiar. Yeah. Uh, and they got Nariyoshi because, uh, the scene where, uh, Miyagi and Daniel show up in the airport chosen is holding a sign with Japanese characters and under it, it says Miyagi. Well, the Japanese characters mean, uh, Nariyoshi according to the internet. Um, (laughs) I, I I'm not sure if there's any discrepancy in part three, but I, then in next Karate Kid, he's known he's addressed as Kasuki Miyagi. <laughs> and uh, listen, listen, you don't question got, you don't ask questions when you got to get out of Okinawa. Has this been about triplets the whole time? <laughs> yes. No, I think he's a spy. He's got aliases. <laughs> That has been the uh, the common thing when people think that Miyagi is acting out of character in the next Karate Kid. It's just like, oh, that's his twin. 
Uh, and it goes even further. I discovered that apparently in the Karate Kid cartoon, his name is Miyagi Yakuga. Come on. <laughs> what if it's just all his name? Everyone. <laughs> Naroshi Hideo. What was the third one? Kasuki. Kasuki. Yakuga. Yakuga Miyagi. <laughs> Miyagi the third. Sure. <laughs> Uh, so I don't know. I don't know what his name on the is. dog tag. We're just going to put Hideo. We I would say it front and back. <laughs> I would say if you're like an original purist, his name is Hideo Miyagi. I mean, just like you know, you could say Luke and Leia were meant to be together <laughs> because of the original movie, and then the sequel messed it up. <laughs> or I don't know. <laughs> I prefer things. the I prefer the name Naruyoshi. Naruyoshi. Yeah. Yeah. And I, but, I, but I also prefer to think that the dog tags actually were for Daniel, like you originally said, and they, they have his name, and they're just there in case he gets in a fiery car wreck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I, almost like, you know, but but it's got his name, and I'm, I'm, I'm assuming the car is registered in Miyagi's name. I mean, he's hmm. got a, it's got a plate on it. Well, he wants his car back. <laughs> yeah, choose for tonight. <laughs> That's it. Uh... All right, so uh, Daniel then uh, lets go of the dog tags and looks around the car. He's sighing. It's a huge moment. And then he goes, oh, boy. And, of course, that probably means that Dr. Sam Beckett has just leaped into his body at that moment. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, we will be analyzing the rest of this movie (laughs) as Sam Beckett is in Daniel Russo's body. Was that why he forgot to go back to his his apartment? (laughs) Yeah, that's right. He didn't re- read or remember uh, that he is, had to go see his mom. <laughs> he remembered that he forgot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so the picture and you... yeah. Oh, that's my mission. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, this babe. All right. <laughs> uh, all right. So Miyagi comes over and leans on the car and he says, uh, just remember, a license never replaced eye, ear, and brain. And uh, I think this is very true. Um Always, always pay attention when you're driving and license us. I mean, you're the, you're the best. Uh, well, around, around. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. Um, and then I had a joke about how a license doesn't replace like your toes or your, um, your, your, uh, heart or your kidneys. And, does it? Uh, oh yeah. crap. I got to go to the hospital. <laughs> I mean, it does. If you're a donor. <laughs> true yeah donor card <laughs> yeah uh so daniel lets out another sigh and uh miyagi asks him what's you know what's the matter and daniel looks at miyagi with his baby browns and uh uh shakes his head and he says he's scared um and uh kind of stares ahead because you know he's got this huge event happening tomorrow and i was just thinking like like musing on this whole thing how like it's just nothing like that feeling where you're like like all this time like some sort of huge thing. You're like, oh, it's months away. Oh, it's weeks away. Oh, it's just days away. I got plenty of time. And your mind just like, is like, I'm good. I'm good. Just put that aside. No problem. I mean, procrastinators know it well. Yeah. <laughs> but then the night before, it's just all butterflies. So. Okay. Yeah. I had no idea that it's the tournament is tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he says that he's nervous about it. And it's it's funny to me, and kind of Cobra Kai kind of does the same thing. I mean, that when when the challenge gets made at the dojo, it's two months before the actual fight. Yeah. 
so two months goes by in all these scenes in, throughout the film uh, before we ever ever even get there. I mean, it's it, right. and and Cobra Kai kind of does the same thing. I mean, the first season is over the course of several months. Yeah, money. I can't. Uh, I mean, we covered Cobra Kai, but I completely forget. Like, did we establish any sort of timeline, Matt? Do you do you know <laughs> the the timeline of what the tournament? How long it took to get to the tournament in in the first season? I want to say. Having just binged it, there's some comment about oh my god, what's the main kid's name? Miguel. Miguel. Um, there's Matt some. Calls him Miyagi. Uh, there's some, <laughs> there's there's some shows. reference made to six months since I met you or something like that when he's talking to Johnny. So I think it's somewhere in the area of six months. Well, it goes right to the end of the school year. It starts at the beginning of the school year. It goes right to the end, I believe, but I'm not sure when they decided to go to the tournament. I can't remember. But yeah, I remember. We were looking around. I was looking at trying to find, uh, you know, like the posters and, you know, you'd see the flyer in Johnny's magazine, but I don't think it ever specifically said a date in there. I'm, I'm not sure. I know, I know um, in the movie, it's May, right? In The Karate Kid? Yeah. No, it's December. It's December. December. Okay. It's the same in the show. It's December. It's, yeah. I forget oh. the exact date. Okay. Oh, so it's like an annual event. <laughs> Yeah, which is why okay. they have an yeah, why it's the board of directors and all that stuff. You'd think so, maybe. <laughs> you sure it's in December? Because I thought like in me, um, I almost did it. I almost did it. I almost said Miyagi in Miguel's uh, <laughs> in Miguel's uh, you know, training getting tough uh, montage. I could have sworn that there was like a scene with Christmas lights that just you know blows past. Hmm. Yeah, I, I'm having this strange memory of it being like in May or something for Cobra Guy. Yeah, but. Uh, I have no idea. December nineteenth. December nineteenth for Cobra Kai. Both. Huh. Huh. There's so many people typing right no, now. No, 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 no. Excuse me. I was right to begin with. That's and that's why you should never doubt Derek. <laughs> okay. Uh, December nineteenth is the movie. May nineteenth is Cobra Kai. I said May. Okay. I said May. <laughs> Thanks, All right. Google. <laughs> So, yeah, I, uh, unfortunately, I'm trying to be uh, at, at this point, you know, this podcast is going to be released a couple of months from now. But at this point, I'm trying to stay spoiler free for Cobra Kai season three. So I can never Google anything related to the show. I have not started it yet. So shut your mouth. OK. All right. I will. I, I'm the one that shut my mouth. I've, I've seen the whole thing. So no. <laughs> you shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be a bunch of Spider-Man pointing at each other. Um <laughs> All right, so Miyagi uh, then kind of leans in closer. He's at eye level with Daniel, and he asks him if he remembers his lesson about balance. Do you guys remember the lesson about balance? Uh, Jeff, you actually just uh, rewatched this, right? So what was uh, Miyagi's lesson in balance? Always balance tires. (laughs) Uh, Not bow, bow. (laughs) (laughs) There it was. (laughs) Um, uh, Derek, do you remember? Yeah, it's the tires. (laughs) <laughs> that's right that's why i went back and rewatched the scene <laughs> he said on the boat and well they were while they were fishing he said that balance is key if you don't have balance better peck it up and go home um and uh i just wonder like you know i i asked this uh during those minutes i guess i'll ask this to you guys like what is what is balance to you guests uh what, what do you think, Jeff? What what's balanced to you? What, what what does it say to you when he says that? Uh, well, in, I mean, as an adult, I mean, you hear like work life balance a lot, 
of mm-hmm. like, and and I think what's what Miyagi's saying here too is he's nervous about the tournament, and he's like, well, yeah, you worked hard for the tournament, but um, you know, you got other things that you can focus on too. Because doesn't he does he pull up the picture now, or is that in the next minute? That's that's on uh, that's in the next minute. But yeah, okay. yeah, he kind of he kind of illustrates the whole point by by the beginning of next minute. But yeah, yeah, like, like don't. Like it's it's important to work you know work hard on on things that you care about but don't you know don't neglect other parts of your life. Right, right. The the tournament is not every the end all be all of everything. Um, yeah. In fact, like I, Miyagi of course said, uh, when they made the pack that it's not even to win the tournament. It's just to show up and earn everybody's respect so they'll leave them alone. <laughs> so, um, because this is Rocky. <laughs> no, no, it's got a better ending. Anyway, uh, so, hey, shots fired. Shots been fired. In the I air. took this up with the Rocky Minute guys too, and they, yeah, I'm uh, telling Doug. <laughs> they, they totally agree with me. No, they, they, didn't, they didn't agree with me at all. <laughs> Nobody ran home from the theater after Crotch did. <laughs> Somebody was out in the streets like, I don't need a car. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Miyagi says lessons, not just for karate only lessons for whole life and whole life. And then it ends. So, um, yeah, I just, it's that I kind of looked up several articles about like balance and what it is to different people. And of course there are a lot of these, um, you know, a lot of motivational speakers really kind of like, like Mr. Miyagi says, um, but you know, I read a few of those and really it's kind of like, I don't know, inner peace. You know, like it's just like this quiet place where you can kind of see things clearly um, is also balance. Um, I always but. thought it'd be great to write something that gets quoted a lot. I mean, like like a Tommy boy or something that, like <laughs> that. But to have created a character that gets quoted for such inspirational quotes yeah. through the years. I mean, you know, because there's just so many to choose from. <laughs> yep. And, and like you just said, inspirational, you know, coaches and stuff like that. I mean, so many people quote Miyagi. I mean, I had a high school teacher that had a Miyagi printed thing up on his wall. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's kind of weird how not weird, but just crazy how so much of that worked into the vernacular since 84. Yeah. It's funny. Uh, earlier in the minutes, we, uh, I, I talked about Robert Mark Kamen, really just kind of the, the screenwriter uh, really kind of sick of the wax on wax off. His favorite uh, line in the movie is uh, like, where did you get this car, these cars? And Miyagi says, Detroit, Detroit. <laughs> That's his favorite. <laughs> so it's a good line. Uh, yeah. It is a good line. Yeah. Um, I made a funny. <laughs> I love Detroit. when Miyagi makes funnies. Yeah. Belt from Kmart. Yep. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we actually, uh, rewatched Karate Kid, uh, yesterday with the family. The, the little ones didn't last very well, but my wife hadn't seen it in a long time. My wife. And, uh, yeah, the, uh, the JCPenney's belt line played really well for her. She, she laughed quite a bit at that one. JCPenney, 398. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, is there anything else for this minute that you, that I didn't cover? And analyze to death. I was I was excited you asked when you asked me to do this to be one of these two scenes mm. uh, picked because not I think this scene in the next minute 
and I guess the third minute kind of spills over into back at the golf place. But mm-hmm. um, this this scene, not this minute, but this scene with the car, well, the birthday scene in general, like him coming out with the cake, yeah, and and, and everything, and then him giving uh, the ghee, and and the scene the scene where Miyagi's drunk and and tells him about the son from several scenes back, mm-hmm. and wife and son dying, and I mean these are the two scenes why Pat got nominated. I mm-hmm. feel like. I mean, I just oh, yeah. so so well acted by somebody who was known for being more comedic, and he ju- he just kills it in both of these instances. Um, and the the camaraderie and the friendship between the two of them shines so well. I love the sh- I love the shot when Daniel's at the steering wheel and Miyagi's leaning on the against the door. <laughs> yeah, I actually have it paused on the screen in front of me. <laughs> it's, it's it's so it's such a good scene. And 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 one thing that and it's true throughout the film for Machio, but specifically, it, it he's good in the in the drunk Miyagi scene. But in this one, for how old was he when he filmed this? Twenty like two. He was how old? <laughs> yeah, he was twenty two. He was twenty two when he filmed this. <laughs> That's some Tom Welling crap right there. I had no idea. Are you serious? I'm serious. I re- I retract my compliment. I was about to give him. <laughs> now I'll still give it to him, but it's dang, I, had, I, I really did not know that. So he's like 26 in part three. <laughs> it's a year later. It's okay. a year later. Yeah, exactly. My mind. I have watched this movie a million times, and I don't think I knew that. Okay, whatever. I'll still give him the. I'll still give him the you, point. Yeah, I think. Isn't it true, Robin, that uh, uh, in part three, uh, Terry Silver is. The actor who plays him is younger than Ralph Macchio. That's insane. That is crazy. And he's supposed to be playing a Vietnam vet. He's supposed to be playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Creases. He's cohort. Well, whatever. I'll still give him the point. He's so his his reactions to things. I get so tired in acting because a lot of the times you can tell when an actor's not actively listening. They're just waiting for their cue. Or they're, they're just waiting for their line, their you know their their cue word to come in with their line. Like his his reactions are so genuine, specifically in this first film, right. um, and 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 in talking with Miyagi, his, and 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 with Elizabeth Shue as well. But yeah. but moreover with Pat, it's just he's got such a a presence that I don't really feel like he still has on Cobra Kai, and nothing against him whatsoever. He's still a fine actor, but I really thought he was much more of a kid than 22, so that's why I would give it <laughs> high praise. I had no idea. If I knew that, I forgot it, but he just... This this scene where he... where I mean, where he's... When he tells him no, when Miyagi's like, shows him the cars and pick one, he's like, no, 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 you know, it's just yeah. everything so... It just seems such a genuine performance. Some more crazy Ralph Macchio stuff about his age. In season one of Cobra Kai, he's four or five years older than Pat Morita was in this. <laughs> Those are all you know. You know Paul Rudd's older now than than uh, than uh, shoot. Um, Robin Diabetes. What's his name? Wilford Brimley. Wilford, <laughs> That's Rudd, all you had to say. Paul Rudd is older than Wilford Brimley was in Cocoon. Now. What? Does that not just mess with your head completely? That's crazy. All right. I remember hearing that statistic about Tom Cruise, but Paul Rudd, Paul Rudd is still in his Tom, 20s, right? Tom Cruise, is, <laughs> Tom Cruise is older now than John Voight was in the first Mission Impossible movie. <laughs> I, I'd heard that one. Yeah. 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 It messes with your head. Maggio was 22 and 84. <laughs> I know. 
You know, it's funny. It, I'm glad you said that, though, because, you know, I went into this movie going, yeah, Pat Morita, Pat Morita, you know, and and I and it still is a great performance. But I never like gave Ralph Macchio proper credit for just a natural uh, just acting like a natural person. Just, oh, just he's great. At, he's great in this. But then yeah. but then when I yeah, I agree with you about Cobra Kai. He's like he doesn't seem as good of an actor anymore for some reason. And, and when I watched uh, Karate Kid three recently, I'm like. This is Cobra Kai Daniel. He's exactly like Cobra Kai right now. Like, <laughs> it's the same line deliveries and, and mannerisms and stuff. Like, go back and watch Co- uh, Karate Kid 3. <laughs> You'll see it. Wow. Well, we'll see, I guess. <laughs> uh, I'm not watching that movie again until we cover it. So until we have to. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen it, so. Oh, there you go. Three? Oh, three's got some terrible moments <laughs> three has the greatest villain of all time Terry. three does have a fantastic villain my most but the most memorable well i'm not going to spoil it but three, three yeah. has a very memorable moment burned into my head of of one actor that's in all three movies all right um i i did want to ask you guys our monday question before we get out of here running a little long uh so i'll start with jeff when did you first see the karate kid and don't answer for your wife we know it was just like the other night <laughs> Girlfriend, but okay. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I've been, I've been trying to think about this. I It's one of those movies that, I mean, because I was born in 83. So for me, by the time I could watch it, it just, it was just like always existed to me, really. And um, so, uh, just like uh, Derek, I remember the second one a lot more. I've realized as I've been listening to the podcast, like, like I knew I knew Karate Kid, but uh, like rewatching the whole thing yesterday, a lot of it was like I don't know any of this. I thought I did. <laughs> uh, the second one I remember a lot more. I'm like, and even that though, I I mostly remember like the drum at like the end part and everything. So, um, but yeah, I must have just it was one of those things. That was just on HBO a lot and probably just saw it's lots of pieces of it. Yeah. Yeah, and I just like I know the crane kick, and I know the you know wax on you know obviously just the cultural osmosis of it. So, so I've actually I've really been enjoying like because um, I got you know I watched Cobra Kai and was like oh yeah I remember Karate Kid, and then you know your show came out and it's been like revisiting a movie that I thought I like kind of knew and now I'm you know been getting more into it. So yeah, I know I think I've heard I don't know must have, I think it was a podcast I can't remember who it was but. Uh people saying like they watched Cobra Kai and they were just like, they just convinced themselves they had seen Karate Kid before. <laughs> and then we actually went back and watched Karate Kid and was like, actually I haven't seen this movie. I just heard all the stuff in the culture. But um, uh, Derek, uh, when it's the first time you saw Karate Kid. Yeah. Like I said, two was more memorable. Cause like we actually had a purchased VHS copy of two. And I think it's also kind of the Rocky thing. Like I remember one, so much of the important stuff of one because you kind of get a complete recap of it at the yeah. beginning of part two. That's an Ableton thing, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very much an Ableton thing to because <laughs> they 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 go through the alley thing and they go even though she's not in it and they go through you know um, the the fight and the, and the final blow and the crane kick and all that stuff at the beginning of of two because literally two opens at the at the at the all all valley at the tournament. Right. Um, Kind of the same way Rocky Two starts uh, at the end of the fight again, so you get to relive it all again. But I, I want to say, yeah, it had to have been like HBO, or I, I know we had it recorded on VHS, something like that. But again, it's one of those that like I've seen it a trillion times, but it 
so much of it is in our pop culture references and in 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 movies and tv and wax on wax off and all that you know so it it kind of is its own living breathing entity even without watching it for years and years and years awesome uh well when I first saw it, no, I'm just going <laughs> to go ahead, Robin. When did you first? <laughs> well, I've said it a hundred times already. So, <laughs> uh, now, uh, I, I guess that's it for, uh, today's show. Uh, everybody just remember this podcast is not just for karate kid. This podcast is for your whole life. So oh, <laughs> at least ours, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for joining us, Derek and Jeff. <laughs> thank you for having me. Yeah. Thanks. This is fun. Woo. Coming back on Wednesday. Uh, more? <laughs> I'll try to, to fill in a balance. Are we doing the Jackie Chan one on Wednesday? I'm excited. No. Oh. <laughs> uh, and uh, we want to give you guys a moment to give any sort of plugs, whether for yourself or for somebody else. I'll plug uh, Jeff. He can plug me. <laughs> well, I have nothing to plug because I'm just a listener. So go to, go to moviesbyminutes.com. Yeah. You plug me. I'll plug you. Um, it just doesn't sound as good when you say it. <laughs> it's off there. Um, Robin covered most of mine there at the beginning. You can find me on round three with Robin. You can find me on Superman and Lois TV talk with Robin. I also do the Brian Austin Green podcast with Beverly Hill and 90210's Brian Austin Green. So, and if the... I'm not doing that, I'm taking care of twins all day long. So <laughs> don't find me there, though. Leave us alone. <laughs> awesome. All right. Uh, and uh, until next time. JCPenney, 398. You're pretty okay, too.